Welcome to Level Up Chips, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. Hello everyone and welcome back to another lovely episode of Level Up Chips. This is the second episode and I am your host, Mike Gonzalez, with your lovely co-host, Max Logan. Uh, hi, I have kind of a sore throat. I woke up with one, but whatever. Let's just do this. Hey, listen. If you have a sore throat, our roommate, Nathaniel Pappas, got us burners, and we can definitely be using that for remedy. Yeah, I drank some root beer earlier, so that works. No, 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 no. You don't get root beer to fix a remedy. You get that burners. That stuff is going to burn anything that's giving you all sorts of crap. It'll wash it all away. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll buy some ginger on the way home and just. You are that. spitting on the <laughs> face of Michigan right yeah, now. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'll just. I'll probably have some. But anyway, uh, back to video <laughs> games. Uh, how how about we start with uh, news that has occurred in the past week? Yeah. No, I, I'd love to talk about the news of the week and. It's actually, I've only got two stories, but I think that these ones are going to be fairly big for this week, um, just because the first one is definitely one that a lot of people have played. Um, it's about Stardew Valley and the creator of that. Um, basically, everybody knows about how there have been these free updates that have been just being cranked out throughout the years since it came out. And these have been fantastic ones. These updates have been, like, multiplayer, uh, adding, like, new different, like, variations to things, uh, like, you know, for the farming, and even just adding, like, mods in a certain way for that multiplayer mode. And I, I think that's great, but the biggest thing is I'm probably going to uh, butcher this name, Eric Barone? I, I mm -hmm. think that it is, Eric I Barone. Uh, he's a creator, and he is actually focusing on a new game that has not been uh, disclosed on what it is. But uh, because of that, he's going to be uh, stepping away from all of those updates. And I will say, I'm, I'm very sad to see that happen because, like I said, everybody, it seems like, has played Stardew Valley one way or another. It's mm -hmm. the harvest moon of this generation. Uh-huh. But it's so much better in a certain way. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic. But what, what what was your experience with Stardew Valley? I mean, uh, I played like a few months of it, or you know, in-game months. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, because it's not real time. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so I was able to kind of just take my time. I mean, it, it didn't feel great starting out in spring and having no one, no one liked me for the dance thing. Listen, so I just had to stand <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> no, no, I, I. It's a weird time. It's a weird time when you do start that. I will say it's not the greatest in my experience when you do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. I will say if you have someone who's played it before and you do multiplayer. Like, uh, my brother and I, my brother and I, he, I, I, I got the game, I didn't really care for it, and then the multiplayer update came around, and all of a sudden, we had our own farm, we had all of our own little, like, 
things that we were doing. I was the fisherman, and he was the one who was actually doing, like, the dungeons and farming and actually giving us the, the money to do mm-hmm. all this stuff in my fishing. Right. Um, so I was kind of the stay-at-lake fish guy. <laughs> um, and it was a lot of fun. I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, now I understand the hype for Stardew Valley. And I totally get why it may not have clicked with you. Um, there, There's a lot to do. But I, I will say it's a sad thing that these updates aren't coming out. At the same time, these updates have done so much to make this game so much better than it was. And it was already, like, a damn near perfect game. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, now, the, the second uh, news part of this week is going to be talking about the Apple court case against epic i i'm not sure if a lot of people are familiar but do you think you could catch us up on that oh yes uh so what was it like a year two years ago i want to say it was two years ago at this point if i remember correctly it was 2019 but uh epic games uh because they put fortnite on the app store that's a distant memory uh oh fortnite and uh for an update, they decided to put in a third-party payment option for players if they wanted to, you know, use microtransactions. You know, like the battle passes, all the skins, stuff like that. V-Bucks. V-Bucks. Yep, that's the thing you buy things with. But anyway, uh, so this violated uh, Apple's terms of service because at the time, you could only purchase... Uh, any like microtransactions in an app through the app store so apple was very very upset they basically took down uh fortnite for a bit and all of a sudden epic was like okay let's go to court about this and Mm. this is the big news epic actually won this court case against apple um, the rule, uh, the the judge actually made it so Apple has to loosen up on its grip on some of these developers, which should be uh, saving a lot of these developers, you know, billions of dollars, um, because I'd, I'm not sure if this was mentioned. The the microtransactions, the the stuff that was like put onto the Apple Store, Apple got a yeah, you know you, good cut. They, they get a cut. Of each, each transaction. Every single transaction making, or so basically with this, uh, lo, you know, loosening of the grip, all of a sudden, Ep is, Epic is potentially getting all that money back. So it's going to be a huge time for these app store developers. Um, we'll have to see where it goes, if there might be uh, um, an appeal. Mm-hmm. for this case because i'm gonna take a guess and say there is going to be an appeal well, some way or another it was epic games who uh sued apple yeah so i i mean apple would have to create a whole new case against them <sighs> as opposed to epic appealing for that's true strict, you're, you're right for looser conditions so in a certain way we'll have to see if apple is even willing to put the time and money into this who knows maybe they will maybe they won't but at the moment all we know is apple is getting just a little bit less of a grip and a little bit less money because of epic so in a certain way uh to all the indie developers and all the people who wanted those microtransactions you know all to themselves 
go ahead, say thank you to Epic. I I wish that we had a little bit more of like a, a impact I mean, on this. Like if it was big for us, but chances are they'll just uh, Apple just make it inconvenient for you to do use a third party payment option. But okay, like but it, they won't make it impossible. They'll just make it. Like, oh, well, I might as well use the App Store. No, but now I'm, like I'm curious. If we are going to have an impact on this, if this is going to be a big thing for us, have you ever, like, ever wanted to get an App Store, you know, like an app on the App Store, try to make money off of it? Like, I'm thinking, like, a cookie-cutter game. Mm-hmm. Like, would you... Cookie-clicker? Cookie-clicker. Yes. Yes, that's it. That's the right one. Mm-hmm. I want to make one of those and then make it so, like, if you pay, like, five bucks... You get like a hundred thousand clicks on that cookie. <laughs> I'd be making bank. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I don't think I'm willing to uh, sacrifice my integrity for money that hey, much. Come on, man! It's not about the integrity. It's about the money. That's what everybody talks about. Haven't you heard the songs? Oh, I'm not gonna fall to late stage capitalism. I'm sorry. All right, sucks to suck. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all the news that i uh i had for mm-hmm. this week but i was thinking that we could get a little bit more into the uh you know meat of the story which is all about the playstation showcase that happened uh this past thursday yeah um wow that's all i want to say at first wow i was really happy with it Mm-hmm. Personally, even though they had a lot of those little teasers, all those CGI trailers that just maybe wouldn't show what the actual gameplay is like, uh-huh. no matter what, knowing that some of these games that were announced, I was extremely excited. But uh, we have a list here of all the games that I think were like you know worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. And Max, I was thinking that if you could look at the list and say. What are you most excited for that isn't the one that we talked about before? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so to start so to start things out with, I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got off my work shift and I'm tired. I was doing dishes. It was horrible. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so first we got the Knights of the Old Republic remake. Uh, developed by what was the company's name? Um, so it's gonna have the Lucas Films, yeah, uh, studios back, yeah. And um, if I'm not mistaken, it should be that Aspir. Yeah, Aspir, that's the one. Which I was very shocked about, and I'm a, in a certain way, I'm just a little concerned about how that's gonna go. Um, just because they have been doing a lot of these remasters of the the old Star Wars games. Like I'm talking all the the uh pod racing games, yep. the um Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, all those Jedi Knight games that are getting on Switch, even uh Republic Commando. Those games have been going through Aspir and in a certain way some of them can be really like fantastic in terms of optimization. Uh, at other points, like Republic Commando, on the Switch. Oh my gosh, I don't know what happened, but I was able to beat it. Thank God, because I knew the game. Otherwise, there were a lot of points where the frame rate was just absolute 
garbage. Crap. It was bad. It was yeah, really yeah. bad where it was like 20 frames, and I was like, whoa, what is going on? Hmm. Um, especially since this is like a, a 2005, 2006 game. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, they'll probably uh, have some, you know, serving no, EA doesn't have exclusive rights to Star Wars games anymore. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm thinking that considering it's a remake, they'll probably, and it's on the PS5 on top of that. Also PC. PS5 and PC. Um, I think that it'll be well well optimized. You and... know, actually a thought did actually occur to me. Um the the previous like remasters for Academy and Outcast those were f- actually really great you know with a few hiccups um and i'm wondering if they actually had the rights to actually do that remake at that time hmm. because if they didn't more than likely maybe a team like a large chunk of Aspir was actually working on those remasters um and maybe if they actually did get the remakes, that Republic Commando remaster got less work. It right. got less work. It was just recent, right? So that could always be a thing where they are putting like a good eighty percent of the workers onto the Kotor remake. Remake, yep. um, and if that's the case, then yeah, I. I that makes cer- sense. I haven't seen enough. I mean, it was all a CGI trailer. In a certain way, this is all like. speculation speculation i'm a little skeptical on like how it's going but again it's 100 percent speculation on my part Mm -hmm. otherwise this game is great i have played through kotor a little bit and i i loved it my brother he played through it it has some of them it has the most lore in terms of star wars uh because it's in the older public era which is i feel like thousands i think it's thousands of years before the uh prequels yeah it's uh if i remember correctly it's like some mm, yeah it's like a thousand years before the first prequel like it was yeah wild something like that and I, i i i'm excited just to see what that is going to be like but why don't we get into a another game that was announced um and this one I'm not sure how much Max is actually excited for this one, but to me, I am, like, 100% all for it. Um, It's this game called Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is a game revealed, like, again, two years ago. Two two years ago, maybe even three. Yeah. Um, This is a Bethesda game. Yeah, and they they didn't really say anything about it until yesterday Mm -hmm. and now they they have a gameplay trailer out it actually looks pretty cool it looks really neat um in a certain way the biggest thing that uh really caught my attention when looking at it was the fact that a lot of the enemies almost seem like those creepy pasta style enemies or even just like demons ghosts stuff like that where it looks a lot like what the Japanese horror scene kind of looks like. 
Yeah. Where yeah, it's, you know, like the ring girl, something like that, where, you know, it's just kind of like spookyish, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh... <laughs> I just realized that's exactly what that uh, one girl that was on, uh, she, she was talking about Ghostwire. Hmm. Uh, God, I'm really blinking out, and I feel really bad for the audience because these are terrible descriptions. But, um... There was this one person, and there was a whole meme about how this person was talking about how the game's spooky and everything, and she had, like, all sorts of, like, energy in her presentation at Bethesda. Oh, her! Yes, yes, yes that's the, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the Japanese woman. Right? Yes, exactly. And I, I remember thinking, like, who is this? I think this she just great. recently got onto Twitter and... I'm just hoping it doesn't become another Hideki Naganuma situation. No, 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 no. I, I've seen a little bit of her, like, on Twitter, and uh, she, is, she is much more stable. Um, <laughs> so, thank God for that. Otherwise, Ghostwire Tokyo, it looks scary, it looks spooky, and these are the same people in uh, Bethesda because they are a publishing house. Uh, this is a, a developing team who made uh, Evil Within. Yep. Um, and it's going to also have the Resident Evil creator um, or lead developer Shinji Mikami, who also was a part of Evil Within. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this goes because usually when he's a part of the work, it just goes really well. Like yeah, Resident usually. Evil 1, I love. I love Beyond All Death. It is just fantastic. Of a, as a game mm-hmm. um so in a certain way just seeing the tokyo you know streets and everything going through the the seeing all those ghosts doing all the hand motions you really have to see what i'm talking about because it makes no sense but i'm excited i'm 100 percent excited for what this game is going to be like but uh on this list do you have any other games that you are actually absolutely excited about uh let's see here so uh they actually teased two marvel games actually was it three or two <laughs> they we skipped through this but um they they did have the guardians of the galaxy game oh yes yes we, so uh, it was three yeah they uh, showed more of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, neither of us really care too much about it. No. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, during the E3 uh, week, Square Enix had their own showcase. And it was, I want to say it was like 36 minutes long or like thir- 30, 40 minutes long. Of just and Guardians I, of the Galaxy. Still. No, 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 no. I kid you not. It was like 20 minutes 20 of Guardians minutes. of the Galaxy. Yeah. And the rest of it was just mm-hmm. small little things that they barely talked about. Mm-hmm. So, in a certain way, I was fed up with Guardians of the Galaxy. It looks good. It looks neat. At the same time, they need to shut up about it because I get it. It's a Guardians of the Galaxy game. How much more do I need to hear about it? It's going to be fun and, you know, kooky. Yeah. But uh, the other two games, uh, which they only teased, were uh, Marvel's Wolverine and Spider-Man 2. And these are actually both made by Insomniac, Insomniac. which I got to say, I am absolutely amazed that they have been able to keep up on Mm -hmm. this next gen. That's the biggest thing that I have been very shocked about because not only 
have they created Miles Morales for the launch of the PS5, they also got in Ratchet and Clank Rift uh, Yeah, I, Rift Apart. Rift Apart. Okay, I want to say Rift Apart in time or something like that. Rift Apart. Yeah, <laughs> you just got a little bit close to Crash Bandicoot for a second. Listen, man, I, <laughs> a lot of these, like, animal, like, yeah. platformer types. Yeah, like 90s to 2000s. 2000s animal mascots. It, it's, it's been wild. With attitude. It's been wild with attitude. Um, <laughs> it, It's fun. And I, I just, I'm very shocked because I love their Spider-Man games. These are probably my favorite superhero games that have come out even more so surprisingly than the arkham games mm-hmm. for for batman um spider-man one oh my gosh that blew me away i was very shocked at how fantastic that that gameplay was and uh-huh. miles morales was able to keep up with that pace it was a smaller game but it was one that i was able to platinum actually yeah, I platinum the first game as well. And that one, it was too big for me. I, <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. The smaller map is, like, much uh, better. It's kind of like uh, Ghost of Tsushima for me, where it's just kind of, you know, an easy, like, casual platinum. Oh, but even then, like, Ghost of Tsushima, that one's much more, to me, it's more cinematic. Mm-hmm. And for that, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. It's still a collectathon, but it's cool. But with Spider-Man 1, come on, it was all just a collectathon. <laughs> I just, like, you know, pick up things as I went along to places, and by the end of the game, I had everything. So Personally, like, I just yeah, didn't feel the know. incentive. Yeah. But that that's just me in a certain way. Um, but otherwise, with, like, Miles Morales, it was a small enough map where I said, okay, I got the time. I love this game. Let's do this. And I loved every second of it. It was fantastic. Um, and seeing the Spider-Man 2, holy crap, that looks fantastic too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because they, they kind of had this huge reveal that, uh, Venom is going to be the big bad guy. For... And, uh, the other villain is supposedly Craven, the hunter, but we I don't, don't know, know Craven. Who yeah, Kraven? uh, he's like a hunter. He's one of Spider-Man's like big villains and he's all like, Ah, uh, well, I need to be challenged, so I'll hunt the Spider-Man. It's <laughs> that's pretty much like the gist of his conflict with uh, Peter I'm sorry. Parker. I'm just thinking like if there is like a predator and he looks... style villain, and then he's just like, hmm, the Spider-Man. I shall c- take him. It'd be like having a regular ass predator and being like that spider on the wall. He is my greatest foe. Yeah. No. Uh... Now just like imagine he has a Russian accent and he kind of like sound he kind of looks like Clayton from Tarzan. Seriously? Yeah, sort of. Like it's it's kind of it's a little bit weird, but he's a cool villain. <laughs> no matter what, in a certain way, I'm just super excited because I think this is like really the first time I've seen Venom and Spider Man like together since like Spider Man three. The Sam Raimi uh, uh, movie, movie, and in a certain way, I, I don't really want to see that as the that's the Spider-Man and Venom I know, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. May, maybe in this new game, there'll there'll be a point where Venom becomes like kind of like friendly, and then he's just like, 
who knows, maybe Carnage will come around. He's just like a force of chaotic neutralness. Maybe Carnage will come around and they're like, okay, let's just work together to get, take care of that guy because he's a bigger that? problem. He is scary. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's you, but red. I was going to say, if Carnage is going to be a part of the game, I know for a fact the ESRB rating is going to be rated M. <laughs> it has to be rated M because Carnage is Carnage. Yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, that ends our segment on those games because, again, they were teaser trailers. There's not really much to talk about. Still, these are super fun things. Mm-hmm. I, I I, love those games. I love Spider-Man. It's been one of those things where I don't know if I've told you, but when I was a kid, um, when I was like three, I used to watch Spider-Man 1, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. on repeat. Straight up. I don't remember any of this, but pretty much if it ended, I'd start bawling my eyes out, and then as soon as it came on, I was like, yeah, Spider-Man. Hmm. So, it's been, like, a thing of mine that I love. So Interesting. I'm excited beyond all hell, but um, I was thinking that we should talk about a game that they, PlayStation and Bethesda have been really egging us on to actually get, even though, even in the newest trailer that they had they still made fun of the fact that nobody knows exactly what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this game called Deathloop. Um, and, and I mentioned the fact that they make fun of the fact that people don't know about it is because I remember there were just all sorts of voices going on through Deathloop. And it was like, what is this game? What is it even about? What's going on? Is it a, like a, a roguelite? And... They didn't answer any of those questions <laughs> in the trailer. I remember that. I was like, why did you even put that in there? Are you? That's the worst advertising I could have seen. Yeah, but, uh, so. Like, hmm? let, me, let me just say, first of all, they've already had a showcase for Deathloop. And still, I'm in, in a certain way, I'm like, I gotta play it to actually understand what's going on. Yeah, I can understand that, honestly. But, uh. For those who don't know, uh, from what we can gather from the somewhat vague trailers, uh, there are a bunch of people on an island that's constantly in a time loop, so it's like Groundhog Day, but everyone know, with everyone's in on it. And, and uh, pretty much you're this hitman. And you need to go through and find a way out of the time loop, or the death loop. So basically, it looks like the goal is, yeah, you have to get out of that death loop, Um and basically, what you also have to do, you have to kill uh, eight different targets consecutively. If you die, you have to go through all eight of those targets again. again. Mm-hmm. So it's Groundhog's Day. But if you were, like, I don't know, Agent 47 and Hitman? Yeah. And I'm excited for that in a certain way. I, I am curious to see how it is because it's made by Arcane Studios, which is the the same people who made the Dishonored games. And from what I've seen, it is very dishonored. Yeah. Um, it has the same style of, like, supernatural abilities of, like, blink, uh, domino effect, where if you kill one person, if you connect a bunch of people, they all die. Yeah. Um, which is really neat. I don't know how this is going to go, though. Honest to God. I, I think it's a, there was a point in the trailer that was really cool uh, where you 
you can like shoot a vending machine and a bunch of cans fall out and you can like make people trip on them if they're chasing you really i didn't yeah. even see that yeah it's like some environmental interactivity stuff and and i i think that i remember in dishonored 2 they were really toying with that idea mm-hmm. um and even in prey because they also made prey the the new or the uh, the 2017, 2017 version yeah um which i love i absolutely adore um and and they always have this idea of looking around the environment actually figuring out how you can toy with these objects to the best of your own ability, to your advantage. And from what I've seen of Deathloop, especially with that vending machine stuff, because of you know the new next-gen hardware, I really think that they are toying with these new ideas in a next-gen way. And I'm super excited for that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm always excited to see how it goes, especially because uh, one last thing that I would like to mention about Deathloop is the fact that it looks like it has a PvP mode that is just kind of hardwired into the game. Uh, basically, in this game, you are a hitman, and apparently there's a hitman also on this island in this death loop whose target is you. So, and it is also a uh, another player who is mm-hmm. uh, using you know, playing that that hitman. So, every now and then, you'll just be doing your game, and then all of a sudden, this this a rival hitman will just show up and it could be someone who could no scope you i'm scared i'm uh, so terrified to just have a like call of duty sniper rifle like 360 no scope on me and it ends my run you know i hope it's i hope it's optional but if it isn't then oh well i guess yeah i'm 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 curious how it's gonna go especially because uh from what they also mentioned it sounded like these rivals not only do they like attack you they do have the option of helping you out which i don't understand there is so much about it where i'm like i think i understand it and then they say this person can help you out too and immediately i'm like okay i'm lost again what do you well, mean by that well just because they're a rival doesn't mean they have to be an enemy all the time i don't know what that means though <laughs> i don't know because rival is rival it'd be like in dark souls you know the people in pvp just kind of are like yeah all right i'll fight oh, no. the boss with you no 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 like do they do that well no you as soon as you enter a fog door for a boss they they have to leave but like some sometimes people just like, you know, ignore you and just follow you around and give you moral support because they can't attack the enemies. I don't get it, man. I don't know what this is gonna be like. I'm curious how it's gonna go because again, we don't know too much, and it's coming out in I kid you not four days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious how it's gonna go. I'm curious to see the reviews, and if they are good enough, I might get it. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do because Arcane is one of my favorite studios from Bethesda. Um, well, if I of... if I do get it, I'm gonna have to get it physically because I'm running out of storage. Yeah, I need to figure out how to uh, get something for my PS5 soon and quick. Um, oh, <laughs> I mean, I got my like four terabyte drive for I think only like one hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Lucky. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> we are actually getting a little bit closer to uh, getting near the end of this. Uh, we were thinking about mentioning Forspoken, which was a Square Enix game, but in a certain way I've been thinking about it. 
is there a lot to really talk about? Oh, uh, I mean, no, not really. I mean, it's definitely made on the uh, Final Fantasy 15 engine, which, I mean, that game looked gorgeous for its time and still holds up with 2016. For the most part, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, especially, like, the landscapes. Uh, so this game seems to be all, like, environmental like looking cool it does seem like it's going for that aspect which i'm very excited to see um but in a certain way i just i don't know too much and i personally have been a little bit more on an exhausted uh run with square enix Um, yeah we'll have to see how it turns out but we'll have to see where it goes because there is still not enough to really uh, Say, say much about it even though there has been enough. Uh, but I, I was thinking that we should talk about the last game that was revealed. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, for all people who have uh, are playing through God of War or plan on playing through the, or like watching or playing through the story of God of War, uh, 2018, right? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, 2018, the, the newest one. Um I would recommend that hey, you people, skip to 4240 uh, if you don't want to get spoiled to be announced because there will probably be heavy spoilers. So throughout all of this, I'm just going to say you can exit out or skip to a certain time. Uh, we might have that on the YouTube uh, uh, link, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like putting on there like, hey, go over here to, to, to go to the next part. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, but... Uh, the next game that we are talking about is one that made me scream because I was so excited. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh my gosh, this looks so good. And they knew exactly what they were doing when it was at the end of the, the showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you want to talk about for this game? <laughs> uh, I mean... You know, it's kind of following a similar formula to the older series of god of war really where it's you know it's got like very similar gameplay okay to the former game because you know if it ain't broke don't fix it the former game god of war was just it had some of the greatest combat and it still does when it comes to one of those over the shoulder third person action games mm-hmm. um i i played it just recently again just a little bit and i forgot how good the punches the swings of the axes are every single thing just feels so great it has so much emphasis and oomph mm-hmm. to every swing and punch um you, you really feel like kratos <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see um well they uh what I was excited about is that they revealed what uh, Thor sounds like. Thor sounds great. I actually love the voice actor for Thor, and I love the design of Thor, too. Yeah, uh, he actually looks more sim- more uh, accurate to what he'd look like in mythology, unlike, you know, the modernized version where it, the best example would be Chris Hemsworth in the mcu where he's like this super like ripped just like 
Hey, they got him right Massive near the... Massive dude. They got him right near the end of... Uh, an Endgame. An yeah. Endgame, because he's got that beer belly. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, nobody's like, business. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's... He's got a pretty cool design, and uh, Ragnarok, they revealed that on Twitter. I, I would also like to mention that I'm really excited to see Atreus's story. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's got a deeper voice... It seems like he's a teenager now. It's been years since God of War 4, 2018, whatever you want to call it. And at this point, he's starting to take command a little bit more than before. He's hunting deers without Kratos. He's becoming more and more like his father, but like I'd say the good aspects. Yeah. Um, and he's also really starting to go into that idea of and here's the spoiler uh what his name means because um his mother wanted to name him him loki Loki. which is insane because whoa bombshell Uh um i don't know what this is gonna mean especially because the end they also predicted that uh Kratos is going to die at some point. At some point, we have no idea. It could be this game, it could be the next game. We have no idea, and I'm really excited because we also have uh, Freya, yeah, chasing uh, them down. Yeah, because Kratos killed her son in the previous game. Oh, she Balder <laughs> swore to. Uh, I think it was something along the lines of. Uh, drag his body through the nine realms and make him suffer like can you imagine like the because i'm I'm gonna take a guess that's gonna be another one-shot game can you imagine <laughs> they have a one-shot of him getting dragged through all <laughs> nine realms <laughs> yeah but uh i mean i don't know uh if kratos dies i mean he's come back like in almost every other game who knows? Maybe he'll get back in hell from Helheim, something yeah. like that. We have no idea, and in a certain way, we could go back to Helheim and maybe see Balder. Wouldn't yeah. that be wild? Yeah, and also uh, another thing is that the Norse god of war showed up in the trailer. Uh, Tyr, wasn't it? Yeah, Tyr. Uh, he was mentioned in the first game, and people thought he was dead. Lots of people. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, he's dead, so whatever. No, he isn't. He's alive. I don't know how Atreus and Kratos just keep getting in these wacky adventures, but they straight up found Tyr, the person who should be dead. Like, that is absolutely wild to think that they just... That's an average day for them. It's Mm -hmm. just... We see villagers throughout, like... We, we you see them in like the trailers and everything. Some people who are just common folk in this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Norse mythology world. Can you imagine? <laughs> I think that's just seeing like Thor and Freya and Kratos just being like, "All right, we found we found Tyr." Yeah, that's a. I think that was a Svartalfheim, which is the dwarf world. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really hoping that we get to see Asgard too. I don't know. I think if there's going to be another game, they'll hold out until then to show show us Asgard. I bet Asgard, yeah. That that could always be, like, the final, like, world mm-hmm. of the entire... Like, I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be a trilogy or 
Wouldn't it be something? Okay, I have a prediction. What if they do have Kratos throughout the entire thing? By the end of this trilogy, if they have a trilogy, that's when Kratos dies. And then the next God of War, that's when we start taking control of Atreus, a.k.a. Loki. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea what this is. Then again, this is also subtitled Ragnarok, which is the end of the world in Norse myth. So, uh... Oh, I also wanted to mention, um, on the, the cover art, they actually released the cover art for Ragnarok, which they haven't released, like, when this game should be coming out. Uh-huh. And I have no idea why, because it seems like everything has been, like, almost finalized. I mean, they, they have such a great way of presenting God of War every single time, because it always looks like, oh, yeah, it should be close to done. uh and... Oh my gosh, um, I, I saw the World Serpent oh, yeah. in there, Yeah, and I'm curious what's going to happen, because technically, Loki is technically the father of Jormungandr, and then it gets sent back in time. So, like, Atreus, what's going on, buddy? How's this happening? Either that, or Loki is, it's is uh the snake's mother which he, he can do that so atreus what you doing there what what you doing what buddy? you doing there buddy yeah What's but <laughs> yeah so god of war ragnarok uh that's the thing we're most excited about i think you have no idea i've been looking through everything like oh this is gonna be so good because like we've mentioned before with freya that whole thing of like dragging the body yeah, Kratos' body through the she, nine she, realms. She pretty much just said, like, I'm going to kill you, and it's going to take a while. She had a full monologue, and I will say this. That was probably the greatest moment in video game history. Oh. Like, when I saw that, I was like, I will never forget that monologue. Like, what it was like, because that was cold-blooded. Yep, that. It really makes you feel like a mother who just had her son killed by some guy. I love that <laughs> game. I, I, I think that I should download it again mm. and just start playing through it because I forgot how I mean, much I love God of War. I mean, I have it on mine so you can like play it whenever. But we got to get it on the 4K TV. They just got the PS5 upgrade. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, um, I think that that's probably the end of talking about the showcase. I am so excited. I think that this was a fantastic showcase to get excited for. But um, I was thinking that we should get into the final part, uh, which is the uh, game of the week. Random game of the week. Random game of the week. Max got on his phone, got it on one of those little random pickers, and we got all sorts of games. And what is the game that was chosen for this week? Uh, we got Yakuza 0. Yakuza 0. Oh my gosh. This game, if you haven't heard about it, that's understandable. But you should be hearing about it. It's the game, uh, if if you have no idea what a Yakuza is, what a Kazuma Kiryu is, it's the game that, that Dame Dane song <laughs> came from. Don't do that to us. Yeah, Don't yeah, do that I'm, to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm just letting people know if they know nothing else about it okay so yakuza zero um it is one of the greatest crime drama games out there 
Uh, if you think that it's GTA, you're wrong. Uh, because Yakuza 0 is probably one of my favorite games from Sega. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it in the best way. Um, do you have a good way to describe this one? So, what I what I describe it as, it's kind of like a weird spiritual successor to Shenmue, first of all. And it's also, better, though. Yeah, it's way better than Shenmue. And also, those old, like, River City games, like River City Ransom. It reminds me of Streets of Rage, honestly. Yeah, that too. Style. Like, yeah, you go around a city, you beat up people who cross you, and then you... You can also, like, stop at shops to eat or whatever, refill health. So, basically, this game, you are part of the Yakuza. I mean, that that's pretty Obvious. explanatory, yeah. Um, but pretty much, it's an RPG where pretty much you're going on the streets of Kamurocho, uh, which is one of the red light districts of Japan. Or, um, yeah, it's a fictional, fictional. red light dish, district. You're right, Tokyo. you're right. Yeah. Um, but pretty much... You're just going around the streets, and it's just like an RPG where all of a sudden these snot-nosed jerks will be like, all right, I'm going to beat up Kazuma Kiryu, which is the protagonist of this tale, uh, the dragon of the Dojima clan. Oh, well, at, at, in Yakuza 0, he's not the dragon of Dojima. Oh, okay. Yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's for a later thing. Um, but pretty much... You you go into those battles, and it's not like a typical RPG where you're doing turn-based. You do the beat-em-up style, much like those River City Ransom games or Streets of Rage um, mm -hmm. in a 3D fashion. And I love it because of that. I think that's a fantastic, neat idea, especially because uh, to level up your character, you don't use experience points. You use cash. Yeah, because uh, this, this is a... This is a feature exclusive to Zero. Because of the massive economic bubble Japan was in in the 80s, there's just a massive overflow of cash. So, like, you finish one fight and you can get, like, 500,000 yen from it. And That's just, like, a drop in the bucket eventually. Oh, like, my gosh. When you get into this one thing, the... the... Oh my gosh, why am I blinking on his, on his name? Mr. Shakedown? Mr. Shakedown, yes! So this guy, he is like the ultimate like boss on the streets where you'll see a money counter on Above. the top of his head. And if you get taken out, he takes all of your money. Or if you win that fight, you take all of his money. Also just hitting him gives you money. Just hitting him gives you get money, uh -huh. and it's a very tough fight, extremely tough if you don't know how the the fighting works. Um, but the coolest thing is this guy; he's kind of a dumb guy, and every now and then you'll find him just kind of on the streets taking a nap, like in a park on a park bench or something like that. And then you can just like take his money while he sleeps. Like, and you have it's kind of a mini game where you kind of have to like make sure he doesn't wake up as you're taking it all, and if he wakes up, immediately you have to fight him. And hopefully you know how to fight him because mm -hmm. all of your money is going to be gone. Um, so, I mean, there, there's so much to it where there is a crime drama which is so serious but so enticing. I mean, it is so good mm -hmm. what they have. Yeah, there's a – that's enough. Uh, there's another thing to mention. Uh, as you go through the chapters – 
every other chapter you switch to another character. Majima. Yeah, Goro Majima in uh, Sotenbori, which is another fictional district in Osaka, Japan. He runs a cabaret, and, and he's uh, just an all-around gentleman. Yeah, and he wants to... Uh, he got kicked out of the Yakuza for a spoiler reason. Uh, and he wants to get back in, so he's willing to pretty much do anything. Yeah, he's just kind of the lapdog for some of the Yakuza bigwigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing that I would also like to mention, it, it has a fantastic story, but if you really don't want to get into the story and just want to do the wacky stuff, um, they have stupid side stories and weird mini games. Uh, you can go bowling and get a chicken as your, uh, manager. As, as your manager for real estate stuff. Um, or is it for bowling? It's for the bowling. Is it really bowling? Okay, okay. I The real estate chicken is in like a dragon. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there, there's so many... <laughs> I just realized we are debating... <laughs> Yeah, I, where I chickens cor- are in certain mini games. I had to correct Mike on which chicken was which in like that is series. absolutely wild. Like, yeah, what is going on with this game series? Yeah, there's like a ton of different cool side stories. I mean, some of them are like actually genuinely emotional. Some of them are just really funny, and uh, it just all works, even though. The main story is, like, this super serious, like, hard-boiled stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's starting to look like everything's starting to lock down over here. Um, so, I, I think that we've talked a lot about Yakuza 0, but um, I, I recommend playing that game. And I think that we have actually gone through and talked about what we want to talk about. Yeah. So, join us next week for whatever we're going to be talking about. And I think that we are going to get video up soon. So stay tuned to see what happens next on Level Up Chips. See you next week.